Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number 14 here on the Baby Bowl podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Loafing It over there on Twitter. And of course, I have my good buddy, my good friend, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton, on with me at Norton0723. Congratulations on your what top 10 finish last week, Rob. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting close. I think I'm top 10. I moved oh. up in the top 10 overall. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it brings a little bit of of, of punctuation to this podcast. A little bit of like, you know, hey, one of us knows what we're talking about anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm getting... Getting lucky more than anything, right? That's (laughs) that's, that's that's what I'll attribute it to. Now, there's got to be skill, though, in the baby bowl, Rob. It can't just all be luck in the baby bowl because we see some of the... It seems like people get hot during the year, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. if you're hot during the year that year, you're going to stay hot all year long. Like we always see the same names at the top of the leaderboard each and every year. And those names don't change very much as the year goes on. Just a little bit of fluctuation, but it hasn't really been the same names year after year. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. Um, It does seem like a lot of people are getting, you know, multiple top 10, uh, you know, weekly finishes and they're, they're really, uh, kind of cementing themselves up near the top of the overall standings. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting to watch how that leaderboard changes. Now, do you have the leaderboard there for uh, the, the overall overall? Let's go with an overall leaderboard first in front of you and see how everybody's stacking up and give us those top, you know, real close matchups that we have going on right now at the top of the leaderboard, which is crazy to think after 14 weeks or well, 13 weeks uh, of, of how close this contest is right now. Yeah, definitely. The top three are separated by, I think, one point or just over one point. It's 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 crazy. So, Matt, we still got Max at S Fantasy FB still holding the down the lead at first place with fifteen forty point four eight. Then Evan two nine four seven. Um, Evan Brown he's in in second fifteen thirty nine point six, so less than a point behind. Then Coop A Fiasco, um, he's he's sitting there in third fifteen thirty nine point two. And then uh, Falcons 023 is at 1533.5. Then there's a little little dip, Jesse Crockett, or Jesse, I always say Jesse Crockett, but it's Jay Crockett 24, Jesse Clark, um, 1499.76. Then Bo McBigtime, 1494.48. JB Cho Knows, 1486.70. Um, Julie Norton at 1470. <laughs> and John Tunick at 1469.88. And then I'm in. 10th at 1451.14 a couple of couple of notes there that i wrote down real quick now jb cho he's been he's been up the top of the leaderboard last year Mm -hmm. he was also at the top of the leaderboard this year a jesse clark name uh, seems to remind me of last year too i don't know if i'm confusing him with being up there this year or not but one of the funny things is is you know max has won two times this year evan has won two times this year and i don't think any of those names that you said Below them have won it all, but yet they're all right up there at the top of the t- top ten of the leaderboard, which is funny to see. Yeah, definitely. It's it's that's what I was saying. I think I think a lot of those a lot of those guys like Coop and and uh, JB Cho knows and Bo have all been you know getting multiple top ten finishes, but haven't taken home a single a, a first place this year. 
Yeah, and and you know, still nobody's broke two hundred yet. Which I don't know if I guess the scoring system is capable of breaking the two hundred mark because we've had plenty of one nineties, one eighties, one seventies stuff like that. But the two hundred mark is still one of those uh, marks that have yet to be hit right now. And whenever you mentioned that top ten too, one of the things that made me kind of giggle. And we talked about it in the baby bowl chat room a little bit that we have is what kind of side bet is there between you and your wife of who's <laughs> going to finish higher because she's way up there towards the top, bud. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I've, I've closed on her a little bit, um, over the, you know, the past few weeks and, um, you know, we've been talking a little trash back and forth and, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, uh, it's going to have to be something to do with, uh, some of the chores around the house so we'll see we'll see how that one goes is that what all the young kids are calling it nowadays is chores is that yeah, is that how, i think no, so no. <laughs> <laughs> i think so that's what that's what i hear hey now this week though we have got a long friend with us oh i, I say a long friend we've got somebody who has been a baby ball participant for a long time i consider him a good friend over there on twitter he's been close to my neck of the woods and i think i think i've come close to having dinner with this guy which is really cool to be able to connect with somebody like that he knows about where I live. He told me that because I think he's a world traveler, uh, Rob, uh, this guy. And, he, and he's close to where you live, too, which is just mm-hmm. crazy to think how close we are with Mr. Walker. I'm going to call him Walker half the night. D.A. Walker is what he kind of goes by. David Walker. I, I like the name Walker. It's like the name Jackson. I think they're both really cool names. So let me bring in Walker right now. D.A., congratulations on your victory last week, man. Well deserved. Hey, thanks, Wes. Thanks for having me on too, Rob West. Appreciate it. Oh, it's no problem. You 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 knocked it out of the park. I was so glad to see you win because we had we had talked about. I think Rob, you and I have talked about having Da on a couple of different times throughout mm-hmm. uh, our our podcast here the last couple of years because he's always one of those guys that's active, involved, uh, always encouraging everybody in the chat room and just putting his uh, a very very well earned two cents into the into anything that he puts on the chat room, which I've always appreciated about you, Da. Thank you so much for participating and boosting up. Up the baby bowl. Hey, I appreciate that. It look, this thing is one of the funnest leagues I've ever been in. I've been in leagues for over 25 years now, and this is the funnest league I've ever been in. Rob, you did an amazing job. I, I hope to play every year, and there's so many great players in there. It's so much fun. I learned so much. It actually helps me in my other leagues, and um, I'm just really looking forward to trying to finish strong in this thing. There's so many good players in here. It's tough. Yeah, and yeah. and you. Go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, yeah, you know, that's I, I appreciate it for sure. I appreciate the kind words. And I love I love, you know, that's one of the things that makes me, you know, the most happy about it is hearing hearing feedback like that from people saying how fun it is, how much how much fun they're having and how much they enjoy the chat and, you know, learning from everybody, getting to know everybody. It's 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 one of the, you know, aside from the uh, charity aspect, too, obviously. But that's another another big factor that was really awesome about it. Don't you think that's fitting, though, Walker, that I that I say that Rob is the daddy of the baby bowl? Because that's very fitting. <laughs> I, I love that title for him. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> and we are going to work on that charity cleat event to Rob. You, I know you're on vacation this past week, so you may have missed that little text that I put in there. But it was the cleat uh, celebration this past weekend in the NFL. And I said that we got to get you a little baby bowl high tops or something to wear for your <laughs> basketball adventures. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> Hey, you can follow Walker over there on Twitter at FantasyGuy216. I think I wrote that down correctly, DA. At FantasyGuy216. If I'm wrong, you 
correct me later. And let's get into these lineups a little bit and see how you built this winning lineup, uh, Walker, this past week. And I'm going to tell you, you both had Matthew Stafford in there at quarterback, and he gave you both 24 baby bowl points. Why did you put him in there this week, Walker? Did you just see a juicy matchup, matchup for him? It wasn't just that, um, but that was a part of it. Of course, they were playing the Jaguars, mm-hmm. um, and we know what their defense is, and we know we're kind of where they are. But Stafford and the Rams were desperate for a win. They they come in this next week. They've got they've got a really tough matchup in Arizona. They've got to stay in pace with them, or they're going to lose out. And I just felt like they were going to come in with Devery Henderson banged up. I thought that that Stafford was going to come in and really try to fire the ball down the field. And uh, so I just thought it'd be a really good matchup to play. I still have some stud quarterbacks left, but I just felt like he was going to really do well. And and there's another reason, and we can talk about that as we talk about another player that's on the lineup, is I really wanted to stack him this week. And I was getting thin at receiver, and I love the matchup at receiver. So that kind of dictated me wanting to play Stafford instead of another quarterback because I really wanted that stack. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. I've been trying to stack those players up too. I, I did that at the beginning of the year, and then at some point, uh, at some point, my plan came to went to chaos, and I started trying to put four tires on a on a pickup, you know, on the, on the wrong cars and the wrong trucks. I had different hubcaps all over the place, and my car's just kind of wobbling down the field at this <laughs> point right now. I put Derek Carr in there for some of the same reasons that you talked about putting Stafford in there. I thought the Raiders needed a win. I thought they were kind of desperate. They were going up against a great matchup in the Washington football team last week, but that Washington football team has just caught a little bit of fire and I did end up kind of going opposite of that. I I ran it back with Gibson last week who gave me 22 baby bowl points and Rob you did the same thing with Antonio Gibson. He had 22 like I said baby bowl points last week. He's 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 really excelling right now and they seem to be feeding him the ball. Something that I was hoping Ron Revere was going to do at the beginning of the season is kind of turn him into a poor man CMC. Yeah, definitely. That was all the, you know, all the rage and all the hype heading into the year. I mean, he, you know, he obviously has the receiving chops considering he was a receiver, um, you know, in college and things. So everyone, you know, was hoping and expecting that to happen. And and it didn't for a while. Um, I think it was, you know, McKissick going down a week or two back. That's kind of propelled it a little bit, gave him more of the more of the target share than he had before. And they're seeing what he can do with it. So, yeah, I, I liked playing him this week for sure. Well, they're on a winning streak. So I think going forward in, in redraft leagues or anything, it seems like it, it would be a solid, solidified action for them to keep giving him the ball like that and get, mm-hmm. keep giving him the volume. The bad thing is it's kind of a Dallas-Philly, Dallas-Philly matchups coming up, which is all interdivisional. So maybe those point totals might go down a little bit for Gibson. But I think you can have confidence in playing him. You ran it back, DW, with, with uh, Madison. Matson, you you put him in here even as a backup running back uh, against uh, a, a very tough team. I thought in Detroit it was a tough matchup, and Detroit ended up with that victory last week. I was glad you had confidence in him and the other backup there in Denver, Javante Williams. They both gave you some huge points. You got 51 out of both of them combined. Right. So I, I've learned a lesson with Madison, and that okay. is I, I seem to always end up drafting Cook. So I always have to have Madison as his handcuff. And I know some people don't believe in that, but I do in this particular case because I don't think there's much of a drop-off when Cook gets hurt, mm-hmm. volume-wise, talent-wise. I know Cook is a stud, but Madison's a good running back. And so I, 
I've been waiting to play him because I cook gets hurt every year. And when he went down earlier in the year, I thought about playing, but then I remembered a lesson I learned last year. Last year, the first game that Madison took over for Cook, it was right in the, I think, the second round of the playoffs. He stunk it up for me, and it almost cost me a chance in the championship. But then he came back the next week and won me the championship. So I thought I'll wait till the second time Cook gets hurt, if he does. And he did, so I was just chomping at the bit to put him in this lineup. But I was <laughs> not going to let him go. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Rob, you ended up putting, uh, I think, Javante Williams is there well, and he gave you 30 baby bowl points just like he did for our man Walker over here. It was fun to watch him get all the work against Denver. My question to you, Rob, about Williams, where is he going to go? Let's, let, let's just safely, I'm, I'm going to assume Melvin Gordon is not in Denver next year. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that they want to be able to turn the keys over to Williams next year. Maybe I'm wrong, but man, if he was there by himself in Denver, where would he go in a redraft league next year? It was funny. I was just talking about this with uh, with someone else, um, asking their opinion, and, and um, you know what I kind of liken it to is what we saw out of Cam Akers down the stretch last year, mm-hmm. when you know Cam. Cam and Henderson kind of were splitting work for a little while, and then Henderson went down, and then uh, Cam Cam kind of just took over the lead role and didn't look back. And then heading into this year, it was assumed that Cam would have the the lead role, and he was, you know, he still had Henderson around, and he was going, you know, late first, early second in most drafts. And I think if if Melvin is gone, I I wouldn't be surprised if if um if Javante is is taken, you know late first early second in that same kind of range and even depending on the 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 steam of it he could he could get up into that mid first in, in some drafts i agree with you 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 also played jamal williams it, nine points I, I played jamal williams at nine points i played jay will as well uh last week and then you and i both played Ayuk, who gave us nine mm. baby bowl points and, and so the only thing i could say about Ayuk is yuck you know, yuck, I expected so much more out of him, not only going into this year, but also last week in Baby Bowl with Samuel being out. That was your one opportunity, Ayuk. I'm glad I burned you, buddy Rowe. I'm glad <laughs> I burned you. Uh, DA, you and I put Cooper Cup in there. We both had Cup still alive, and he gave us 27 Baby Bowl points, which was fantastic. Second to none. to any. Uh, was, uh, I guess he played second to your Godwin, who gave you 30 points why, why why did you pick godwin did you have evans available was it was it, you knew it was going to be a godwin week or how, why'd you do that i i did know it was going to be a godwin week i i and i know normally a lot of this is luck but this week <laughs> i had some really good inside inside information because oh. we know that atlanta has one really good cornerback and he was going to be shadowing evans the whole game we know that brady came off the worst game he had played in i don't know how long since the beginning of maybe last year and I, it just had this feel like he was going to try to run up, a, you know, the touchdown totals. He was going to try to run up the yards. He was going to throw the ball a lot against his Atlanta defense. And, I, you know, I think his Terrell is, is that is the defensive back that was shadowing Evans most of the game. And I just figured Godwin was going to eat him up. And, and he did. He did. He certainly did. Now, I got a question for both of you. I'm going to put you both on the spot. I think you both are very well prepared to be able to answer this question, though. And and, and it ties into your lineups last week because, Rob, you, paid, you played Adam Thielen, 
who gave us one baby bowl point last week due to injury mm-hmm. mostly. I I loved I loved the stacking those guys. I was putting baby, I was putting Thielen and Jefferson in DraftKings lineups all over the place last week. Uh, yeah. To my to my to my to my disbelief that what happened. I was <laughs> I was throwing I was throwing phones around last week. It felt like whenever I saw the <laughs> Thielen injury. But Thielen and, and DA, you put Hunter Renfro in there as your other wide receiver. He gave you 19 baby bowl points. This is my question. Next year, redraft. Would you rather take Hunter Renfro, who has really kind of showed out this year, or Adam Thielen, who we mm. we know he's got that touchdown progression each year. We keep talking about regression, but the, the guy only catches the touchdowns. He seems to be disappointing sometimes, but most of the time when you look up at the end of the season, you're like, wow, Adam Thielen did it again. Rob, I'm going to ask you that question first. Thielen or Renfro next year? Wow, that that's tougher than I expected it to be heading into the year. Um, I would probably still lean Thielen. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely close. My, my main thing is that Thielen, I do think he's just a better player in general. And I do think, I mean, they have some similarities in the fact that like both of them have quarterbacks that are, you know, Better than better than average, but a lot of people, you know, would say they're not the answer. They're not they're not going to win a, the, that team a Super Bowl. But they're they're both, you know, pretty efficient quarterbacks. They both have a, you know, a high end number one target ahead of them with with Waller and with Jefferson. Um, I just think the target share is kind of more consolidated on on Minnesota. Um, I do think uh, I also think this might not be a popular opinion, but I do think. Cousins is a little bit better and more efficient, and um, but yeah, there's just the the uh, consolidation, and plus he has he is kind of more, a bigger red zone role on top of it. Okay. So we'll have to see how it goes, though. Okay, what do you think there, Da, about that Renfro Thielen question? I think I have to agree with Rob, but I have a different take on it, maybe just a little bit. Okay. Um. So I don't like uncertainty, and the Raiders are going to be probably having a new head coach next year. I would think with what happened with Henry Ruggs, they're going to have to address their wide receiver position yet again next year. I mean, I can't understand what they're doing with Brian Edwards. I mean, the guy looks like an absolute stud, and they yeah. just won't throw him the ball. And so I don't know what's going to happen there, and I don't like uncertainty. In Minnesota, we kind of know what they are. We know what Thielen is, and I like his basement. I really like Thielen. He's not the guy I'm going to go get – as my number one receiver, and maybe not even my number two, and maybe second, you know, at the end, number two, if I'm if I'm waiting a receiver. But I love to have him on my team because I can count on those touchdowns. And so I think I would go with Thielen. It's it's closer than I yeah. really would have thought um, because of how well Renfro has played, as indicative of me putting him in the lineup this last week. But um, yeah, I think I'd have to go Thielen. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what my point. That that was what I, I went. Whoa, that's a pretty good question there, Wes. You stumbled into one there that time, buddy. Rogue, you stumbled <laughs> into one. And something else too. Uh, I was thinking about uh, who's their Darren Waller, their tight end. Isn't he like a free agent at the end of this year? They haven't locked him up. They haven't signed him or anything like that, right? Am I right on that? Anybody know? I believe that's correct, but surely they're not going to let him walk. They're going to franchise him, right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't think they can't. You can't I'd do say that. I would think so. 
Yeah, but, uh, you know, you talk about tight ends that are physical specimens. You put Kyle Pitts in there as your tight end this week in Baby Bowl, and he gave us a nine whopping points this week, uh, DA, which was good enough to give you 160 and give you first place, something that we have been waiting for for quite some time because, like I said earlier, Rob and I have said, okay, if, if somebody stumbles, if somebody can't get into the uh, the guest chair, we're going to put DA in there because he is just <laughs> our guy, and, and we owe him because he's done so much for the Baby Bowl, and so I am glad that you ended up finishing first this week with a score of 160. Rob, you ended up at 116, tied with me. I, I had 116 too. I don't know who had, you. I don't know who ended up first this past week, but I put Fairmuth in there and he gave me eight uh, points, even though I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger than that with Ben Roethlisberger. And you put the Gronk. You just put Gronk in there. And Gronk could have even had more points if they wouldn't have passed that one touchdown to Brayton in the end zone when I think Gronk was tired of running up and down the field a couple of times. Good pick by you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was. It came down to, you know, it felt like a disappointment, even though I can't really be like too upset with what he gave me because the only reason it felt like a disappointment was because I I was debating so long between him and Kittle, and oh. and we all saw what Kittle did, and and it was so frustrating because so originally in my lineup I had there was I felt like there were so many running backs to play this week, so originally I had. Before before Melvin Gordon got ruled out, I had Eli Mitchell in there. So I had Mitchell and Ayuk already in there, and I was like, I can't put Kittle in there. And so I had Gronk in there. And then originally my plan was once I switched uh, Mitchell out for Javante, I was going to put Kittle in and just consolidate Kittle plus Ayuk and hope that I could combine a certain amount out of them. And then I never I never ended up doing that. And and then I I also the other the other switch that I wanted to make was actually I wanted to take Gibson out and put in Sony Michelle if Michelle was um, going to be the go to guy. And I didn't end up doing that, which I'm, I'm I can't complain about Gibson and they he had almost the same amount. But those were the those were the the uh, kind of pivot points I had. So even though Gronk, uh, like I said, I'm not going to complain about <laughs> 22 from a tight end spot considering what tight end is. So I can't I can't complain about it. But that was like one of my regrets was not switching Kittle back in. You say you can't complain about it, but you did a pretty good job right yeah. there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But when you started off saying I was a little disappointed in my Gronk getting me 22, I was going, how are you disappointed with Gronk getting you 22, buddy, out of your tight end position? <laughs> and then you, you, you did uh, justify that pretty easily. Guys, you are listening to the Baby Bowl right now. And, of course, that was the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton. At Norton0723, comes out with many different articles throughout the week. And, and some of those articles are the DFS articles and he he does a great job at isolating those different nuances that he's been talking about on this podcast over and over again in those articles and everything so make sure that you follow rob norton over on twitter at norton 0723 it's a good follow it's a good read you can follow me as well over on twitter at loafing it uh, don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore and if you need an encouraging word and if you need some good fantasy advice as well don't forget to follow my guy my good friend da walker over at fantasy guy 216 over there on Twitter. Listen, guys, make sure that you're listening up and that you're finding out when the announcement for the Baby Bowl playoffs are going to be. Yes. 
you know, we all have a good time playing the Baby Bowl regular season. I like the Baby Bowl playoffs, even though I, I have a tendency not to be able to put in one lineup during the time. And then I'm like, ah, forget it. I ain't going to put in any more lineups. I don't want to cheat somebody out of winning a week. I think that's what I ended up doing last year, Rob. But we got to have that Baby Bowl playoff lineup coming at us really very soon, or at least the announcement coming at us soon. Right, Rob? Yeah, definitely. My plan is next week. I know I mentioned uh, last week that it would probably maybe hopefully be this week. But yeah, by the time I got back from vacation and then um, I got uh, I'm I'm finishing up uh, class right now. So I have um, a final paper to write by tomorrow night and then I have a, a final exam by the weekend. Um, so once that's once that's all done, uh, you know, that'll free up free up the time. And my plan is uh, next early next week. I'll I'll uh, get that all made up and start sending out invites and everything. Yes, that sounds good. I, I do look forward to being able to push that so much because, Walker, you gave a little yeah like that because <laughs> I, did you have fun in that baby bowl playoff last year? Was it more fun than the regular season or you can't really equate it like that? Well, it was different. I mean, I, okay, so in full disclosure, I got sixth place last year in the regular season. Oh. So Rob barely edged me out in fifth place. I mean, it was we were neck and neck and he beat me <laughs> on that last week. So I was kind of salty going into the playoffs. I wanted to get in that top five. So, <laughs> so uh, but I really enjoyed it. I think the playoff thing is so much fun. Um, I think it's actually more challenging because you got to figure out if these guys going to lose, are they going to get to play? It's just awesome. And I, I gave a shout out on Twitter for this coming up soon for you, Rob. And I, I hope so many people join. We can raise so much money for yeah. charity and just to have a great time. It's one of, it, like I've said over and over again, this is my favorite league. And I play about 15 to 20 leagues a year. And this is my favorite league that I'm in. So I'm really grateful just to be a part of it. But no, and, and I, I love what you said there because that's what I was thinking about too, Walker, was that in the Baby Bowl playoffs, we don't want winners. That was my best. That was my right. best, Mike Singletary. We don't want winners. You know, <laughs> you, you want the losers to start off with because you got to keep extending your winners into the next thing. And I have some baby bowl playoff secrets that I will let you in on. I think I was going to win the baby bowl playoffs. I think I had it, and then that second week. I didn't mash the right button to submit my lineup or oh. something happened. And then the next week I, and I, I, I tweeted at Rob or I texted Rob. I said, man, I am sorry. I forgot to submit my lineup and I'm not. And, and Rob said, no, I'll just submit it to your next week. And I couldn't do it because I had too many players available. I just, I couldn't do it to people last year. And I look forward to redeeming my claim of winning the baby bowl playoffs. If I would have submitted my lineup. So I, <laughs> I didn't really win. I didn't even come close. <laughs> But that, that, yeah, baby ball playoffs is a completely unique experience. It's different than even the baby ball regular season, and it's more fun. So I look forward to being able to do that. Guys, we got a couple of games this week with high point totals. And so I want to pick your brain about who we need to play at quarterback and, and whatnot. And really, at this time of year, wouldn't you say, Walker, that, that we can no longer save any players at all. I know I fell into that trap last year of going, okay, I'll just wait to play him, wait to play him one more week. Next thing I knew, the season was almost over, and I had a whole bunch of people stashed on my bench. you got to put those great guys in there at this point, right, Walker? Exactly. That same thing happened to me last year. I, I could not believe how many great players I had when the season was over. So I'm looking at a couple of guys and I'm like, I still have Josh Allen sitting out there. I still have George Kittle sitting out there. I got to get these guys into my lineup soon, you know? And so I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm thin at receiver, but I'm freaking out a little bit at quarterback and a, and a running back. I've got some guys that I got to load up in there in the next couple of weeks. 
And uh, like Josh Allen is definitely somebody I'm considering against Tampa Bay. They got a bad defense uh, as far as the the pass rush and or not the pass rush the the secondary know, the, the secondary. And I just feel like that's going to be a shootout. Buffalo's got to have that game. It's at Tampa Bay, so I expect Tom Brady to put on a show. So I'm thinking, man, am I going to start Allen? Am I going to go a different direction, try to stack a receiver because I don't have any Buffalo receivers left? I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. It is that I, I he is one of those guys highlighted as well as his counterpart there uh, with Tampa Bay, and he is the goat. And I can't Tom Brady. Thank you very much. I got it right there, and and his initials are TB, just the same as Tampa Bay is. Whenever I wrote it down, uh, but but Walker, while we while I got you here, we can gang up on Rob real quick. Okay, Let, let's petition Rob to get Taysom Hill as something other than quarterback, because obviously Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. <laughs> Right? Can't we not get him to the tight end position again just for one week or two, Rob? <laughs> yeah, Rob. Hey, I, w- I was gonna say, <laughs> I would like that. Honestly, I would like that. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, take it up with uh, my fantasy leagues to see if they, uh, they'll make a little exception for us. Oh, we'll just take it up with your wife. She seems to be. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> she seems hey. to be the brains of the operation. Looking That's at that the- board. I know, I know, right? Jeez, she's uh, she's she, and every, it's pretty much every week too. She's like, just just barely beating me out this week, barely beating me out this week, and it's almost. It seems like it's like every week. She's just like, I look at my score, and then she's like, five, ten, fifteen points above. The Los Angeles Rams are traveling to Arizona uh, in a big divisional rivalry game there, and that point total is at fifty-two. That's another big one. Rob, are you scared from playing Stafford or even Kyler Murray this week, or has Kyler Murray moved to that like bulletproof point right now? Yeah, I pretty much always felt like that with Kyler. Um, I've I loved him since the day he came into the league. Just the amount I knew how much he was going to run, how how fast and quick he is, and then in that offense where they run such a fast pace, I I just felt like it was just like a match made in heaven for, for fantasy production. So, um, you know, Kyler, I, if, you know, I would have no problem starting him this week. I would have no problem starting, starting Stafford this week. And like we talked about, you know, we only got four weeks left. So if you got any of those guys and you start, you still have some pretty good quarterbacks left, you're just going to want to start jamming them in there. So I was looking at individual point totals, and I like to look at Odd Shark to be able to do something like that because it has a lot of colors. Whenever I'm looking at, it, and I like colors. JB Perry will tell you that I just I always go let's use let's use Odd Shark JB whenever we did the Fantasy Magnet podcast because it had a lot of colors. And I saw the Green Bay Packers were penciled in there for 35 points against my Chicago Bears, and I was like, oh boy, that's a lot. That's a big point total. And then I got up here to the to the uh, Tennessee Titans. The Titans have got a 30. Five point total this week by Odd Shark. I can't see that happening, DA, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though they are the Jaguars. That Jaguars defense is pretty good, and the Tennessee Titans offense hasn't been good this past couple of weeks. No, since they lost Derrick Henry, they just feel like they're a lost offense. I, I mean, the, the other running backs are, are doing pretty good for backups right now, which allowed them to, of course, cut AP, but. I don't trust that offense at all. Um, I'm staying away from most Titans in most situations. Um, I just don't – I don't trust it. I don't trust it at all. And I do like the Packers this week a lot. Um, unfortunately for you, I know you're a Bears fan, right? But That's okay. Um, yeah, I do like the Packers a lot. But with the, but the thing with the Packers is, is we don't know who's going to do the damage this week. We know Adams will get his, but they could run the ball a lot this week against the Bears. And I, But running back. So I don't know. I, I kind of stand away and fading all Titans 
and I got to really dive in and see who I'm picking in uh, in the Packers situation. Okay, uh, I can understand your sentiments there, and I do have my hesitations about my Bears this week as well. No matter who's <laughs> playing at quarterback, because I think this week is circulated between Dalton Fields and and uh, whoever whoever my my third string quarterback is that's won Super Bowls with Philadelphia in the past, who hasn't done anything with the Bears, but yet we gave him like thirty million dollars. I'm glad yeah. I got that off my chest. I I will not even say his name. Uh, mostly because I can't remember it. But hey, Rob, who are you looking at for running backs this week? DA mentioned one or two there. Uh, who are you looking at for running back? Yeah, so I'm in kind of a similar situation where I have more running backs left right now than I would have expected. Uh, had you asked me before the year at this point how much I'd have left. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, I'm, I'm the type that I'll play the, play the guys like, you know, Jamal Williams and Madison and all those kind of guys when the opportunity presents itself. So I have, I do have, you know, um, I, I love Austin Eckler this week, especially if the, um, you know, they've been getting hit with COVID with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both, um, out right now. Um, and it's not known whether either will play. So, I could see Austin Eckler, you know, getting more carries and getting a higher target share in that one um, against the Giants. So he he's someone that I'm definitely looking to to play this week. And you know, I, I like I like Fournette, even though the Buffalo matchup isn't like the greatest. But Fournette, I believe I saw that he leads all running backs in receptions this year. That's crazy, uh, crazy. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it's something that you wouldn't have expected heading into the year. So um, he's been kind of matchup proof, really, and. Um, that that as you mentioned before, that's one of the high total games. So whenever you're playing in that high powered of an offense and you know that that high scoring of a game, you know any any week he could catch a touchdown pass, run two in. We saw a couple weeks ago he had four of them. So um, you know he's he's a guy that I'm looking at as well. Okay. Now you are the king, I will say, of backup running backs, DA, because <laughs> you put Matson in there and you put Williams in there last week. What about backup wide receivers, though? I, I, right now, you have both of the wide receivers for the Chargers are sitting there on the COVID list right now without the with the possibility of playing on Sunday. But if neither one of them play, can we lean on some backup wide receivers there? Or do we need to be looking at the tight end situation for the Chargers? Um, it's, it's an interesting question because I think talent doesn't dictate opportunity for the chargers. I think mm-hmm. their rookie from Tennessee is more talented than Guyton, but they seem to like Guyton more than they like Palmer. And so I, I think you could lean on Guyton a little bit. If you're desperate in that flex position, you need that wide receiver. If neither one of them are playing, I think he's the go-to guy, even though I don't think he's as talented as Palmer is. It's just a weird situation there. But I think, I think there's a really good opportunity for uh, the kid from Tennessee to have a big week at wide receiver. Um, what is his name? Um, the I've already forgotten it. I'd, I'd had it. In, oh, the three names. Yeah, the three name guy. Yeah, something, something, something. That's yeah, his name. yeah, that guy. He's so good. <laughs> that's what we do with him. But yeah, I think he's got an opportunity to have a nice game. Um, he's kind of in. He's getting a lot of target share since the big boys went down. But there's mm-hmm. there's whispers that AJ Brown may play. Um, I don't know how that's going to look, but but I think if if they don't play, I think he's a, a definitely a backup that you could probably look at and think, okay, I'm going to get 12 points, you know, minimum out of him. 
Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. It's a possibility, especially with a big point total like that that I was just talking about against the Jaguars. I actually think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a little good uh, a good week this week. I, I don't know why. I just got that feeling. Don't, I, I shouldn't. See, sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh, don't, don't quote me on that. And I'm like, dude, you just put it on a podcast. Anybody <laughs> could quote you on that. You can say that, you know. <laughs> Uh, hey, Alvin Kamara is expected to play against the Jets this week. I'm sniffing a six-touchdown game because I don't think they'll want Taysom Hill to throw the ball very often at all. So Alvin Kamara might be a huge play uh, this week. Logan Thomas is going to be out, so that means uh, Ricky Seals-Jones might be able to get 100% of the snaps again like he had been in the past. He's been a little bit banged up, though, so make sure you're looking at that for the baby bowl projections as well. J.D. McKissick is back at practice, so Antonio Gibson might take a little bit of hit. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to play even though he has that finger issue. I think Justin Fields has been named the starter against Green Bay. I could be wrong on that, but uh, it's a possibility there. And Jair Alexander is back for the Green Bay Packers this week. Well, he returned to practice, so I anticipate that he'll be back. Joe Mixon with an illness, mixed practice. I, I know you guys are both up there in that area of the world, Cincinnati, Cleveland, that kind of area. It seems to me like the Bengals, the Browns are both circling the drain right now, Rob. Do you think either one of those teams are going to make the playoffs? Man, this is tough. If you would have asked me a a few weeks ago, I would have said Browns, yes, Bengals, no. Um, Now, you know, I'm not so sure with the Browns, especially. I mean, I think they're talented enough. It's just they've been so banged up. Baker's so still so banged up. Um, I really wish they would have kind of sat him a little while back to let him, let him heal up. Um, Cause I do think Keenum is one of the best backups in the league and he could have got it done for a few weeks at least and let Baker heal up and hopefully uh, finish strong and through the playoffs. But now, now, I mean, it's like, I, I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if either of them will make it. Okay. What about you, DA? I think if one does, I think it's going to be the Bengals. Looking at their schedule in the last five weeks, I think they've got a better chance. I think the Browns are a better team, if you're to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. But they've just been so banged up in key positions. Um, And then the Odell Beckham situation, it just just all hit the wrong time for the Browns. It's like a perfect storm of bad situations for them. So if either one of them make it, I think it's going to be the Bengals. And I think they do have a legit shot. Um, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna come down to a lot of between Baltimore and and that Bengals game, and I I I, I kind of like the Bengals a little bit. Okay. All right. Hey, Mark Ingram was also placed on the uh, reserved COVID list. So that was another reason why I thought Kamara might be, have it, be able mm-hmm. to have a six touchdown game. So he's really, uh, Kamara's looking, looking really good, really looking good for this Sunday. Darren Waller did not participate in practice this Wednesday. Uh, speaking about tight ends, Rob, when we talk about Darren Waller, I know you're really big on DFS. I know you're really good at DraftKings and all those things. Is there a particular team that you got to pick on or two, a team or two that you got to pick on whenever you're looking at making those DraftKings lineups or those baby bowl lineups? If you see a tight end going up against that team, hey, just put them in there. Just put them in there and don't think twice. Yeah, one, one of the main ones this year has been Philadelphia, and they don't play this week, so that's kind of kind of can't – we can't really pick on them. Um but it goes to your your uh, Ricky Seals Jones point with Logan Thomas done for the year that uh, I like Ricky Seals Jones a lot if he's if he comes back healthy um, and they uh, get to play I think they 
I think they play um, Philly twice throughout the rest of the year. So um, he could be a guy that really helps helps in the in the like your regular season fantasy playoffs or or even baby ball down the down the stretch too. So um, yeah, that that the Eagles are really the biggest team to pick on for tight ends. Debo Samuel did not practice on Wednesday. It looked like he might be able to be out another game here as well. And Mitchell is banged up concussion. He's got a knee. He's got a foot injury. And I think they've run out of running backs. They're kind of like playing baby bowl lineups there in San Francisco, D.A., because they've run out of running backs as well. And they're down to Jamar Hasty. Would you be willing to play a Hasty if everybody else was out at running back and Debo is out at running back as well? So, you know, it's not going to be vultured. Would you play a Hasty this week? I would not. Uh, I don't trust Shady Hand at all. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, the the guy will tell you one thing and then do the exact opposite the next week. And he's just, I, I just, you know, I don't trust it. Uh, Mitchell is a stud. I, it's unbelievable. I drafted Sermon early in most drafts, like fourth, fifth round. I regret it. It's killed me. Um, I never saw Mitchell coming, but this guy is legit. And so if he's in there, I think you can fire him up. If he, if he's not in there, I think I'd like to shade him. And I hate to tell you this, Wes, Mm -hmm. I think if he's not playing, I think this is the week to play Iuk. And I know that's, I, it's amazing that I'm saying that, but, um, Kittle's going to get his, if they're not in there, I'm firing Kittle up everywhere I can. Or I'm firing him up anyway, but in baby ball, I had him. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking it's a juicy matchup for me. Um, but but if he plays, then maybe it's a little different. But if he doesn't, I think Ayuk is the guy this year, this week, and I think they'll throw the ball more. But you never know with Shanahan. You just don't know. No, I, I like what you said about Ayuk this week because – I played him last week, so it's definitely an Ayuk this week uh, because I cannot play Ayuk this right. week. So I, you're, you're, <laughs> that is great. That is great baby bowl strategy. Just to be honest with you, that is great baby bowl strategy, fellas. It has been a pleasure talking to you guys tonight about all these different games and all these things, uh, and, and especially about baby bowl stuff. It feels like it's a family reunion because we have been in the same chat room. We have been supporting each other now for two years, and it is cool to be able to get together with you, Da. I know I get to talk to Rob. Uh, a lot more often than you do as far as on the podcast or anything like that. But I speak for Rob and I that it's a great honor to be able to talk to you as well. We thank you so much for your participation in the Baby Bowl and all you've done for it. Thank you, guys. This is an amazing league. You guys are amazing, man. I tell everybody these are some of the best people in any chat of anything on Twitter. There's so much garbage on Twitter, and you guys Mm -hmm. are just amazing people above amazing fantasy football um, pros. So I'm just grateful to be part of it, get my little piece, got me a win finally, you know, and um, I look forward. I'm in 18th place, but I'm coming for you, Rob. I'm coming for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I well, see. I see you I'm coming. coming for you too, buddy. Uh, I have no idea where I am. I, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I just show up here on, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and talk a little fantasy football with my good buddy, Rob Norton. Hey, you complimented that entire chat room, DA. You complimented everybody in there. And you're right. It is a good group of people. But but did you include Kangas in that, too? Is, are you including Kangas in there? <laughs> well, Christmas time. So, yes, we'll include him. Okay. <laughs> Kegas is one of all of our favorites, I believe. Well, maybe not all of our favorites, but you know what I mean. No, Kegas, it's a blast to have him in there, too. It's always like whenever you see it, though, you're always like, oh, what's he going to say? What? You, know, you see the little Kegas bubbles typing up, and you're like, Rob, you got you're Rob, you have a sensor button on this one, Rob. <laughs> yeah i'm always i'm always uh when if i'm like actually have the thing open and i see them i see him 
starting typing, I'm like, oh boy, what's what are we gonna what are we gonna get into here? What are, what is gonna go on here? Because I always I I always get nervous that people you know for me I don't care either way I you know I'm, it's whatever people can say what they want to say and do what they want to do, um, but I know obviously you know different people are you know take things different ways and get get and he's he's not always uh, he always he might not always come off as as uh, likable to a lot of people so <laughs> I'm, I'm always uh interested to see you know what he what he's got to say he's always he's a character huh? yeah, but i think is. that I, makes that i think that makes that chat fun though because definitely he is a wild card yeah <laughs> definitely yes, definitely and it has built up a, a lot of different characters in there and a lot of big hitters like you said and i hope that it continues to grow just like you do da and we appreciate you being on here at Fantasy Guy 216 over there if you have any questions for one of our baby bull experts, Mr. Walker himself. It's just a great time being able to be able to talk to you. And I hope it keeps getting bigger, Rob. I hope you get to be the daddy of the baby bull. And I hope the baby bull gets bigger. But you and I both know it's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for Mr. Walker, although we do like to bring all that for all those people who are participating in it. But it's more for the charity aspect of it. And it's just a great opportunity not only to give back this time of year whenever the baby bull playoffs come around but also you might get something in return because what is it 50 percent rob of the of the uh uh what do you what do you call it 50 percent of the the total the total pot yeah the total pot goes to charity and then 50 percent mm-hmm. goes back to the winners as well so it's really cool that's a really good aspect of it a donation it's not a donation what is it entry fee entry fee 50 percent of the entry yeah. fee goes to the charity and 50 percent goes back to the entrance I don't know if we're called entrance or not. I'm making up words now at this point, Rob. I need to cut it off. But, hey, I appreciate both of you guys joining us here on the Baby Bowl Podcast. Make sure you follow Rob Norton at Norton0723 over there on Twitter. Follow me as well at Loafinator on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Continue to share this show. Continue to push it out for us so the Baby Bowl playoffs can continue to grow and the Baby Bowl itself can continue to get bigger and bigger each and every year. And it's because of you guys that that is happening. And I appreciate it so very much. More importantly than all those things, though, uh, your fantasy impact today, family, we want to encourage you to go out and make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 